0: Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner! Winner! Chicken <laughs> dinner! Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to
1: another edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets Podcast, presented by Bet Three Six Five. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He Ben Ben Everill from Golf Bet. As a reminder, the Links and Locks podcast, like I said, proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia in the U.S. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. This week. It's the at t Byron Nelson, also known as the KH Lee Championship. He tends to win this every single year. We'll talk about him a little bit. But before we move forward, we'll do a little review of this past week where Wyndham Clark was awesome, Benny. Uh, I love the Dragons. Jackie, you've got going today. Uh, my favorite, what is it, AFL? Rugby League?
2: NRL, mate. This is the NRL, NRL National yeah, Rugby that's, League. That's
1: my favorite team in that league. Yes, I love the Dragons. You've got me on them.
2: Uh, they suck right now just to be fair we are running second last and lost to the team coming last on the weekend so not great
1: that's fine I don't want to be accused of being a front runner anyway so uh, (laughs) I'll take it Uh, we can be accused of being front runners if we start jumping on the Wyndham Clark bandwagon I thought Wells Fargo was awesome Quail Hollow was one of my favorite courses on tour the only thing we didn't have last week was any drama at the end and we can blame Clark for that because he played too well
2: yeah mate just Incredible performance uh, against, obviously, a pretty decent field there at the Wells Fargo Quail Hollow. Um, look, I gotta admit, I, he wasn't on my sheet. Um, it's, it was almost, I was almost giggling because it was, it was felt like almost trolling from Wyndham to me to the, to the betting and fantasy community because a lot of people had him one and dones, et etc. The week before in Mexico, yep. trying to stay away from Ram and Finau, etc. And he barely made the cut. Had to fight to make the cut there. I think with a maybe a 12 or 15 footer in his last hole just to make the cut in Mexico. So that upset a few people in our circles. And then he just came out and blitzed everyone after most people jumped off him in the bigger event. Um, more power to him, you know, like sensational stuff, as I said. And, and that should catapult his confidence to no end um, going forward. A little disappointed, I must say, with Xander on the final day. Um, would have thought he would have put up more of a fight given he took the lead on the front nine there um you know he's usually pretty tenacious in that situation so I don't know what that says for Xander in those positions going forward maybe an anomaly maybe not we'll see maybe next week for
1: Xander we do have a major championship coming up next week by the way Benny you know who had Wyndham Clark last week Adam Thielen the former Minnesota Vikings receiver just signed with the Carolina Panthers he was at Quail Hollow last week we had him on our Sirius XM PJ Tour radio show on Tuesday and I said, Adam, you know, after we talked for 10 minutes, I said, all right, give me a pick this week. And like, we only had like 30 seconds left before he had to go to commercial. I'm like, it's got to be quick. And I figured he go oh, Rory McIlroy or, oh, <laughs> give me some of the big names. And he just pulled out of nowhere. He goes, I'll take Wyndham Clark. I think Wyndham Clark's ready to win something big. I'm like, whoa, okay. Of course I didn't tell Adam Thielen because I don't know, that guy's a wide receiver and I... I look at stats and analytics and numbers all week. And I know what I'm talking about. He just catches footballs for, well, <laughs> your new, co- your, your new co-host I think on the links and Locks spot will be Adam Thielen moving forward. If you would like to do that. He's <laughs> now one for one.
2: Since Sasha Leppard him. That's for sure.
1: Oh, good stuff. All right. Let's get to the AT&T Byron Nelson at TPC Craig ranch for a third year. And as I mentioned, KH Lee has won each of the first two If you can't differentiate Between the first two years at TPC Craig Ranch, it's because it looked like deja vu from one year to the next with K.H. Lee going 25 under the first year, 26 under the second year. The guy has just been absolutely terrific here. And oh, by the way, he's been playing some good golf lately as well. Had the uh, tied for the second lowest score on Sunday at Quail, finished in eighth place. I don't know, maybe a a three-peat for K.H. Lee this week. Let's get into it. As always, playing 18 holes, making 18 bets. Ben Everill, you're on the tee. Swing away.
2: Well, mate, since you mentioned him a million times, I'll go to my first KH league bet this week. I'm not going for the win. I normally put the win here. It's just, just seems against history, obviously, to win three in a row. But I will say that the top 10 at plus 230 looks reasonable to me. I mean, KH clearly loves the place. Clearly is excited to be back. Um, you know, as you mentioned, the two-time champ, million birdies there. Only I think five or six, six bogeys total in the two in the two efforts. Um has birdied all but one hole across the course, I think, in those two, in those two tournaments. Um, I remember last year I thought I was being clever by having him as a top 40 in his title defense. <laughs> he smashed that. <laughs> I
1: do uh, remember you had that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I'm gonna be a bit more aggressive and say top ten for Cage Lee. Uh yeah. And look, he's uh, there's a fair few shots over 200 yards. Basically, it's weird. This is one of those, it's a stroke-scaned approach course um, with a, with an emphasis 200-plus uh, and 50-75. to 75. Like the normal mid-range is less than normal on tour. Uh, he's 8th, I think. Uh, let's see, 10th yeah, t- birdies or better at the 200-plus range, KH mm-hmm. Lee. So just things point to him having another good week. I'll go top 10,
1: KH Lee. Makes a lot of sense there, yeah. Looking at his numbers, last two years at this golf tournament scoring average of 67.5 he's made two eagles and 53 birdies and 144 holes uh and only six bogeys that's ridiculous um i've got a kh lee bet here and again much like you maybe i'm being way too conservative but the player finishing market bets at bet 365 they've got kh lee at 28th or better now granted all of these bets are minus 120 you're paying the juice there but 28th or better for a guy who's won the last two years and a guy who was in eighth place just a week ago. I would hammer that one. So there's my KH bet. I'll get out of the way. All right. Third all, Benny.
2: All right. So I'll go to my uh, first winner. Um, cue the music. <laughs> it's going to be an Aussie, and it's not the one you might be thinking. It's not my man, Jay Day, who let me down last week. It is Adam Scott, who I had as a long shot last week, and for a minute thought he might be able to. Do something super special there at Quail Hollow. But Adam Scott, 30 to 1. Don't love the number. Don't love any of the numbers really this week, to be honest. But uh, 30 to 1, he is fifth, 200 yards plus, 30s or better. Third, 50 to 75 yards. So he's, he hits both spots uh, in relation to his approach game. He was fifth, I think, was it, last week at Wells Fargo. Interestingly, he is not doing well strokes gained approach as a whole. But as I said in the spots where it matters this week, he is doing really well. So, um, And look, generally speaking, Adam Scott's a premier ball striker, even if it hasn't shown up in every time he's played this year. So um, I think with a bit of momentum, Adam Scott is an option to win this tournament. He's also won the Texas Slam before. He's won them all in Texas. uh, Former winner of the tournament, obviously at a different uh, different course, but at home in Texas, Adam Scott.
1: Here's the problem is that Adam Scott's going to have to, at some point, make 25 putts this week <laughs> to see up there on the leaderboard i just i don't have the confidence that that's going to happen certainly don't want to pay uh to see if it's going to happen based on his number okay uh i will give up a little of what you're going to hear later in that i am not playing anyone very short this week and so what i can do is extend my card a little bit longer this week I, i'm going to tell you a bunch of guys over the next handful of holes where i've got for top fives top 10s top 20s but I will also play them for a little outright sprinkle as well because I'll have more outrights on the card when I don't have a shorter number. Uh, there was a week, yeah. two weeks ago at the Mexico Open where I had Tony Finau. Well, Tony Finau at plus eight fifty. You can't really add a whole lot else to that card from an outright perspective because you're already pretty invested at the top of the board. I'm not invested at the top of the board this week, so I can sprinkle more around. in one of my favorite long shot sprinkles this week: the, the fourth hole here jimmy walker texas resident the okay. yeah. guy who we know can win golf tournaments he's done it in the past hell he was a major championship winner back at the 2015 pga there's been a lot of illness a lot of injury a lot of working on his game to get back to this level but four consecutive top 25 finishes right now at 110 to 1 benny jimmy walker's got a massive number for a guy again that He's not trying to win for the first time. He's done this before. And I think those competitive juices come back and he understands when he gets in that moment, how he can go out there and close out a tournament again.
2: Yeah. Look, I understand that. Look, uh, I guess we sort of brushed on it at the start there, but remember everybody next week is a major championship, right? So you have this dynamic of those guys at the top of the board, clearly most talented in this field and may start hot and then continue that role. But if at any stage that they're not sort of firing on they or they'll find themselves six back and, and a bounce of the ball goes the wrong way, etc., it, it is hard to see their motivation really push forward in this scenario without looking forward to the following week. So it's it's a it's a danger week for favorites. Yes, look, you know Rory's done it a, m- a few times. Other big names have won the week before a major. Um, it happens, but it also happens a lot that it's not that, <laughs> you know, like we tend to get guys that aren't either aren't playing the following week or, you know, aren't expected to necessarily contend the following week. So uh, I think that's important when you're looking at your picks here at the top of the board, especially.
1: the adding to this over the last three years, we've seen Rory, we've seen Jordan Spieth. It's one of their big name, um uh, leaving out. Maybe it was Tony Finau. That has won before uh, the week before a major championship, but we've also seen, Lucas Glover and Garrick Higo and J.J. Spawn and, like I mentioned, K.H. Lee a few times. So uh, I I tend to think that if you're Scotty Scheffler, if you're one of the better players in this field, and you go into Saturday's back nine, you've got a legit chance. It's like, all right, let's empty out the tank. We'll do anything for a win. We want to win golf tournaments. But if you're not right there in contention, it's all right. Stick foot off the gas pedal. we got a big one coming up next week. Let's not dump out too much of that fuel at a place like the AT&T, Byron Else.
2: Right, so that's why I'm going to move and give you my fifth hole now. And this is where I'm looking at these guys, right? In that, as I always do, as the guys who listen to, to us a lot, uh, I, those big names I really the only place I can see thinking about them is first round lead. And that's where you get a better a better number. Um, but I, I really am advocating to stay off them, to be honest, until later in the tournament to see where they end up. Um, yeah, Schepler's starting so short. I mean, what 360, 350? Yeah. Like
1: yeah. got shorter yeah. after Speed withdrew on Monday afternoon. Yeah, right. Like, look,
2: can he go wide to wire and win this thing? Absolutely. Is he really gonna do that? I don't know. Right. Is he where's his mind specifically at? Uh is his just casual goal for good enough to win this? Yes. But everything has to sort of go into place, right? And he hasn't been putting that great of late, to be honest. Um
1: 99th so, on the pga tour and strokes gained putting and exactly dead even field average right
2: so look do you want to take 1200 first round leader maybe i'm not really a huge advocate but i just wouldn't take him anywhere else pre-tournament is what i'm sort of getting at um one guy that's up there that you might like tyrell hatton's at least 30 to one first round leader you know like again his which mind which guy's turning up which Tyrone Hatton's turning up? He's not played there before. Is he talented enough? Absolutely. Um, will he go balls to the wall from the start? Jason Day, my mate, like fourteen to one to win this tournament after a miscut. Can he win it? Yes. Has he won the Nelson before? Yes. At a different place though. Um, he's going to go back to his old two thousand and twelve putter this week, even though he's been putting well. Uh, coincidentally, I earned the backup that they made for him. I wonder if he wants me to give him that. He's not getting it. Uh- <laughs> uh he's not getting it even though i made a bunch of putts last time i played um i just you know i guess what i'm getting is yeah, hatton is 11th strokes gained approach third on the 200 plus he has the numbers to contend here even if he hasn't played here i just hate 12 to 1 as an as an opening price for him before a major so if you if you really love hatton maybe 30 to 1 first round leader that's your spot
1: yeah all right uh all that makes sense i I will not be going that high up the board this week i'm just taking some chances and also uh it's not just the week before a major but it's 25 26 under is winning a golf tournament that tends to level the playing field a little bit somebody's going to get hot with the putter as kh lee has done the last couple of years it's not hey you know it's going to be six under and it's going to be you know you got to be a really good player to get there that's not what this is going to be this week i don't think so i'm staying away from the top all right sixth hole had a discussion with scott stallings a few months ago on my radio show where scott is like many other players on the pga tour he's started looking um very uh deeply into his analytics on a regular basis and this is it goes beyond and this great conversation that we had because it goes beyond just and i think the general public thinks that okay well i looked at my numbers and my putting stats aren't great so go work on putting like yeah okay that's part of it But he said, no, it's it's a much bigger picture than just like, hey, I'm not doing this that well, so I'm going to work on it. He said he's redone his schedule based on horses that fit what he's doing well, and he specifically told me that the Nelson is one that he put back in the rotation a couple years ago when they started coming to TBC Craig Ranch because it fit his skill set. He finished in third place that year, I believe 25th last year, so he's played well here. I'm going to take Scott Stallings for a top five at 14 to one, which is a really nice number. I mean, we're talking, do you want Tyrrell Hatton to win at that number or Scott Stallings anywhere in the top five? I I will take the top five all day. And so uh, maybe a little sprinkle on and outright for Stallings too, who's played decent, but not as well as he was playing last year, but still a guy that's won golf tournaments and knows how to do it.
2: Well, mate, I'll tell you that the year he was third, he had 30 birdies. He led the field in birdies that year, um, but he had two double bogeys. So literally two big errors cost him that tournament. And then last year, yes, he was 25th. He had 20 birdies, three eagles right up there, but he also had another double and seven bogeys. So if, if he can figure out not to make the mistakes at that course, he is incredible value at that 66 to one, etc., cetera, or 14 to one, as you said, in the, in the top five. So he's just essentially make, he just has to limit the, no doubt, they'll probably mental error at the wrong time or one bad swing. If he can get that out of the game, he's definitely on the radar. He was on my short list, just fell out. Um, so I, I will back you on that one. I'll give you a top five and, um, I'm leaning heavily on name, uh, Strokes going to approach fifteenth, fourteenth, two hundred plus, three sixty for a top five. Tom Kim, I just think Tom Kim needs to come up and show us what he's made of. Um, I still think there's more in his tank. I still think he's the type of guy that could surprise at the PGA. But I want to see him. I want to see him sort of make his move back, back up, um, keep the sort of trend going. So. uh, I guess, I guess I'm almost wishing and hoping there's a little bit of feel in this one as much as anything else that he can show his best stuff and keep the Korean train running.
1: Yeah. I can see something good coming for Tom Kim pretty soon. I I do think that um, all of the good work that he did last year, all the fans that he gained, I I think that um, all of a sudden we're waiting for more good things to happen. And it's just proof that it just, it doesn't happen that quickly for most players. I don't care if you've won twice early in your career like he's done already. You're just not going to go out there and play your best golf every single week. So I do think uh, this is a cyclical thing, and uh, Tom Kim is ready to start playing some better golf. Eighth hole, uh, same last name, different player. Michael Kim, if you don't know, oh, yes. Michael Kim has got a fantastic backstory. Five years ago this summer, he won the John Deere Classic. He was on my radio show yesterday. I mentioned the radio show a lot. Well, we're having a lot of good guests. They give us a lot of good information. Uh, He said, I might have won too early in my career. I might not have been ready to win that early. He finished in 35th place at the Open Championship the next week after getting in, flying overseas, and then didn't have a top 60 for the rest of the year. Okay, well, a little bit of a lull after the win. I'll come back next year. The next year he came back, did not make the cut in any event that had a cut. Just played terrible golf. That was 2019, 2020. Didn't make a single cut. Did not make a dollar on the golf course the entire year. 2021, all right, there's some signs coming back a little. 22, a little bit more. So far this year, he's playing some really good golf. Seventh last week at Quail Hollow. Two top tens in his last six starts. And and he hasn't missed a cut during that span. Told me yesterday... Oh yeah. By the way, I live in Dallas and I practice out at Craig ranch a lot. So I'm very familiar with it. I'm taking Michael Kim for a top 10 at plus 500.
2: Yeah. If you don't follow him on Twitter, make do yourself a favor and get on him. He's very honest and cool on there as well. Awesome to see that that seventh, you said it was right last week, got him into the open as well this year. So he's heading to the open as part of the qualifying series. Um, Definitely a feel good story. That's aggressive. The top 10, but look, I'm on the bandwagon with you. Come on, let's see him do well. He, I enjoy it. He's uh, he's fun Excellent. to read and fun to watch. Um, all right, I'm going to give you, to close out, a top 20 play, to close out this nine. Um, uh, look, I think this is a... I, I'm sure anyone who does even a little bit of research can notice just the fact that he's been in the top 20 twice at this event, the last two times. This guy, he's plus 175 to do it again. He's T9, T17... He's 24th on tour in Birdie or better. He doesn't mind a shootout. Um, but Seamus Power is one that I think, um, and I think you should, I mean, top 20 is me just being like, well, he's done it twice. Let's let's see it again. But this is a guy who you can look at top 10, top five, and even winning this tournament. Um, that's a name I could see potentially doing so. So Seamus Power for me, the conservative scenario is top
1: 20 at plus
2: 175.
1: I like Seamus Power this week, but I'll tell you about him later in the podcast. Oh, wow. For the regular listeners, if you catch my drift. Oh. All right. Okay. turn, Benny, one more reminder that the Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia in the U.S. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Benny, did you not see me uh, reaching for uh, Seamus Power at some point down the road here in the pod?
2: No, no, I definitely saw I, – I guess it's funny. I, As I said, I saw the man. Just, It just was one of those basic ones where you didn't even really have to look hard into his numbers. Just say, oh, he's been top 20 the last two times, and he's got a plus number for top 20 again. Oh, that's right. He likes a birdie fest. Oh, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. so it was, it was a sort of an afterthought for me. Like, Oh, there's an easy one. I uh, didn't necessarily think I, I wouldn't have been surprised if you had have thrown him as a top five, but if you go on uh, again, like I said, the more I think about it, the more I think top 20 is conservative for Seamus
1: power. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will. Like I said, tell you about that in a little bit. All right. We make the turn. We go to the 10th hole. I am on the tee. And as usual, I will start off the back nine with my first round leader play. And look, this is going to be a birdie fest. You've got to go low throughout the entire week. You especially have to go low on Thursday if you want to have the best single round score. So I'm taking a guy who's been one of the best putters on the PGA Tour this year. Started out very hot. Taylor Montgomery began his rookie campaign with eight top 15 finishes in his first nine starts. Doesn't have one in his last 10. Doesn't mean, though, that he's playing poor golf. He's had some poor rounds and some really some Some poor holes, but he can put it all together for one 18-hole stretch. Like I said, third on the PGA Tour in strokes gained putting this year. Uh, You're going to have to roll in a whole bunch of them on Thursday to cash this bet. 51 for Montgomery feels like a really good number.
2: Okay. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I'm going to go to a bunch of long shot plays. You mentioned yours earlier. I got two that are out there. Two hundred to one and three hundred to one, and then I got another one that I wish was closer to that number, but I still think that might be a sneaky one to keep an eye on. So I'll start with um, the three hundred to one. Now this is—I just went through the statistics, and he just happens to be statistically a course fit at Craig Ranch, even though he hasn't proven it there yet. But my old mate Aaron Badley has mm-hmm. the the game, if you will, that supposedly is supposed to fit there. So. 300 to 1, that's pretty fun. 200 to 1 for a guy who's 24th on tour strokes gained approach. He's going to need to bring the rest of his game to contend, but Eric Van Royen is a proven winner. He's a proven guy that can do stuff. If he brings his approach game and just nails a few putts, he could be in contention. And this one is the one that intrigues me because it's 60 to 1, eh, because of where he's coming back from. But returning from a mental health break, Aaron Wise... Could be a sneaky play. He could be terrible. He could be great. Um, He's a gun player when he's at his best. I'll be really fascinated to see how he goes this week.
1: Yeah, so I think that that's a really interesting call. I, I am very bullish on Aaron Wise. I have been throughout the year. Obviously, something wasn't quite right with him, and he felt like he needed to take some time away from the game. He's been off for seven weeks missed the masters you know it's got to be something that he's dealing with that's serious if you don't go to augusta national look i don't want this to sound insensitive at all but i'm fading aaron wise this week as we get to the 12th hole uh look it's one thing to root for a guy and hope he can make a comeback it's another thing to put your money on him i found at minus 120 a matchup bet of minwoo lee who's been oh. playing some nice golf obviously contended for the players championship he is not afraid to go low and make a whole lot of birdies Aussie guy there for you Benny Uh, Minwoo Lee over Aaron Wise at minus 120 and I I hope to be back on the Wise train at some point sooner rather than later again I don't feel good about fading a guy who's just taking a mental health break I, I wish him well I hope that he plays some good golf moving forward but look when you're putting your money on it I see an edge there for Minwoo Lee
2: Yeah, look, I'm I'm not uh, as I said, I'm definitely not advocating a huge play on Aaron Wise. I'm really saying watch this space. Um, You know, if you want to rip for a story, you could have minor minor unit on the the number and see what happens. But maybe just wait and see. And then look, if he doesn't come back guns blazing, he's going to potentially eventually come back. So it's a it's a long term watch as well, right? Like his number is going to stay out from maybe what his talent is until we sort of see where he is heads at and where he is long term but look mate I love I love Minwoo in a birdie fest um again with his, with this guy it comes down to where is his head at for a major because he's he will definitely be thinking about um the PGA Championship Minwoo Lee um and saying that he's a guy that won't hold back from the start so he'll go out guns blazing if he plays well in that first second round he will go for the whole shebang so we'll see um Alright, where are we at now? Just done those guys. Thirteenth hole. Thirteenth hole. Hmm. I do go to the player market. you you mentioned one earlier. Um one I like is a guy who's 22nd on touring strokes gained to approach. You have to be he gets 38th or better this week in the in the bet 365 player market, and that's Davis Riley. I think um just based on his approach, stats no alone. Um he's he uh, was 107th last year here after a 72 in the first round, but then went 21 under with just one bogey in the last 54 holes. So 64s in rounds two and rounds three. Um, I think that he can have a better start this
1: time around
2: and definitely be better than 38th Davis Riley.
1: Okay. Uh, I like that. Yeah. It wasn't a good week for him last week, but still riding the high of his Zurich classic win alongside nick hardy i'll get to the 14th hole and a guy that uh the former pride of west orange country club in winter garden florida i i've been there once or twice before i know the course a little bit uh he was out there i was hearing the stories the other day out at my place uh he was out there shooting low 60s when he was a tween when he was 12 13 years old uh eric cole who's played some really good golf here in his rookie season. I'm going to have a few rookies that I list here for you coming up, but Eric Cole, I'm going to take for a top 20 at plus 320 this week. Um, His birdie average has been nice this year. He's a guy that, again, not afraid to go low. And I've always thought that was sort of a cliche, the whole, oh, this guy's not afraid to go low. Robert Dameron, former PGA Tour player I've done a lot of work with over the past couple of years, and uh, he explained it to me as uh, the guys who just sort of have it in their blood to like, Hey, I'm not worried about the leaderboard. I'm not worried about like, I've got to protect my score. When you're eight under through 15 holes, I've got to protect as opposed to not to lose. Just step on the gas bell. You're playing well, keep going out there and, and, and making some birdies. And I feel like Eric Cole can be that guy. Take it for a top 20 plus 320. Don't mind him. I don't believe the tee times are out as we're recording right now, but um, I don't mind him. Look, even if it's an afternoon tea time, we usually target morning tea times, even in the afternoon uh, for a first round leader play as well. Okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a good way for me to go into this week. I'm trying to look at the top 40 market, right. And try to essentially find some value there, try to find something that's a bit more of a long shot. And, uh, you know, cause these weeks as the, as the field gets a little thinner, you get some numbers towards the back end. And literally just leaning on guys there, I've got three guys here, 225, 240, 280 for top 40s who have stellar approach games, but haven't put it together with scoring necessarily most weeks, right? I'm sort of going on a fly. They're all top 20 on tour in, in Australia's game to approach, as I mentioned Um this seems to be a week that they might be able to make a few putts that go with it. If they don't, they'll struggle. But um, again, this is more a value scenario, these names in that top 40 market. If you're looking to sort of get a little juice there and find some some happiness, there's Satoshi Kodaira, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Roy, and Ryan Gerard. Those three have great approach stats, um, should theoretically be able to push themselves into the top 40 at that number. Good value. There you go.
1: Yeah, Kevin Roy, by the way, very underrated ball striker. Yeah. Um, the lost Roy sibling who didn't make the succession show. He is uh, <laughs> Got to make money somehow. Uh, mm-hmm. if they're not going to cut him into Waystar Royco. Uh, in any case, I, I've got a rookie here. And I am targeting guys with a different metric than you yeah. are. I, look, it's going to be a birdie fest. I'm looking at birdie average, and I'm looking at strokes gain putting. Because at some point, yeah. the big greens at TBC Craig Ranch, you're going to hit a lot of them in regulation. It's going to come down to who makes more of these 15, 20-footers. So yeah. I, I mentioned Taylor Montgomery, a rookie who's third in strokes gain putting this year and has Vegas ties. I'm now going to go to a rookie who's fourth in strokes gain putting with Vegas ties, and that's Harry Hall. I'm going Harry yeah. Hall for a top 40 at plus 145. Uh, this is a guy who... Uh, he's played some nice golf very, very much under the radar recently, but he's played some nice golf, a handful of top 40s. That putter is, uh, has been red hot for him lately. And so he's a guy that I'd like to target in an event like this. And again, a very conservative top 40 play, maybe a back end uh, of the DFS lineup type. But I think Harry Hall can do some damage here this week.
2: Okay. I like Harry. Yeah. I mean, just as a dude and as a player and, um, I'd love to see him do well, so I can't bag you. I'd like to. I'd like to get some more fault with your stuff, but you're doing all right this week. All um, all right. Yeah, all right, give me, I'll give you my winner for the week, all right? It's not an Aussie shock horror, unbelievable. Can't believe it. Um, but I think this guy's going to – he's already on the radar for most golf golf fans, but he's going to put himself in the pre-tournament discussions front and centre next week during the PGA Championship by winning or getting close to winning here this week. And that is the third best ball striker on tour this year so far. Was first for a long time. But Tom Hoagie at 40-1, to one, um, eighth birdie or better, knows how to go low. Uh, you know, you think some people think, oh, he's just a ball striker, but he doesn't go that low. Well, actually, he's eighth on tour, birdies or better. So he's, he's able to capitalise on his good um, ball striking most of the time. And I don't know, I I, I think I, you and I texted uh, you know, a week ago or a few days ago or whatever, and I was talking about my long-term plans for the PGA. Um, there's one guy that's not playing this week that you and I both like. Um, yeah. We'll get to him next week. But I was trying to find um, comparables to... Uh, where am I? Uh, our former winner there. Why, why do I just blanked on it? Um, Jason, who, Duffner. Jason Duffner. Oh, my God. Jason Duffner trying to find the comparables to Jason Duffner from the PGA who was a ball striking iron machine. And one of them I came up with is Tom Hoagie. So I think Tom Hoagie will have a big week here and have, you know, the golf channel and everyone else talking about him as a spoiler uh, at the PGA championship as well. So um, I don't necessarily think he'll win the PGA. He'll have a shot at it, but that's the type of player you should be starting to look at for next week
1: as well. One of the main reasons I have not listed Tom Hoagie for this week is that I'm hoping it's a little under the radar, sort of just a 12th place finish this week where no one's really talking about him so that we can hop on next week. Cause I really like him next week at Oak Hill, as opposed to uh, this week at the Nelson. I, I, I get it. You mentioned the birdie average that still feels like a really low number for Hoagie <laughs> to have to go chase. I I'm, I'm still not sure I see him going 25 under, but it's certainly possible. And so. Uh, again, I I'm really just not on him because I, I want to be on him next week. <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of yourself. So uh, as I alluded to earlier, 18th all, my favorite outright play of the week. I'm not going with anyone too far up the top of the board, but Seamus Power, who Uh, Opened at 45 to 1. He's now anywhere from 35 to 40 to 1 after the Spieth WD and after he's been bet down a little bit. But you mentioned all the reasons. Two top 20s here over the last two years at TPC. Craig Ranch started playing some better golf uh, 18th last week at Quail Hollow after a little mini, I don't even want to call it a slump, but just not playing his best golf for about a month or so. And uh, he has gone low in shootouts in the past. He's played some really good golf in events where 20 under or better is the winning score. And so I'm going to stick with Seamus power at what I think is a really nice number outright and be able to sprinkle a few more long shots on the card because I'm not going with anyone too low. This has been a blast. Cannot wait for the PGA championship next week. You and I will both be on site in Rochester, New York, Benny, hoodie season, bring bring that long sleeve with you because, uh, (laughs) It ain't going to be warm out there, but uh, it won't be too cold. We'll, it, it's not going to snow, as people once thought, uh, when they scheduled Oak Hill for a, a May championship. But uh, this has been fun. Reminder to everybody out there that you can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and listen every week during the PGA Tour season. For Ben Everill, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck. Your bets For this week's AT&T, Iron Nelson. Here's with you, the Green.